Shalom Aleichem, dear friends, and a good Erev Shabbos. When Parshas Chukas, Pasek says that the people spoke and they complained about the mon, and they referred to it as a Lechem Hakilokel, which Rashi, there in the spot, so Rashi explains, what does this mean? The mon was this magical food that it would be uh, absorbed into the limbs of the body. Uh, so they call it colloquial um, because they they said from from a language of uh, insubstantial light, meaning cal cal cal. It's it's very light. It, it's something that has no, no um, body to it. No, no reality. You eat it and it, and it, and it disappears into the body with, without leaving a trace. Without uh, uh, so, so, so Rashi goes on to explain what does this mean? Is that they said that in the future this mon is going to expand inside of us and it's going to blow up. It's going to burst, and uh, we're we're, we're going to die from it. Because it's impossible there should be a person that eats and and doesn't excrete. That's that's what the Rashi says over here. And Lachaira, it's a pella. The, how could intelligent people have such uh, such a uh, su- such a fear, such a problem? Meaning, they do they not know that mon falls from the sky every day? <coughs> do they not know it's a miracle food? That it melts away in the in the afternoon, that you cannot save it over until the next day, except unless it's Shabbos, in which case you could. A, clearly, a miraculous food. Um, so why would they uh, they have this seemingly irrational concern that after all these years, after of 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 journeying in the midbar and eating this. They're they're worried that they're gonna they're gonna blow up from this. Um, seemingly, we can find the answer in the in the next pasuk in the joint pasuk in in Hashem's response to this concern or claim of theirs. So that is that Hashem sends um, fiery serpents and they bite the people and, and, and people die from it. So Rashi there says, why does Hashem send fiery serpents? So he quotes a Chazal that say, Yavo Nachash, let the serpent come, Shekol Haminim, Nitomim Lo, that everything tasted the same thing, which which he's referring to the Posak uh, in Parshas Barashas, that when the Nachash is cursed by Hashem, he is cursed that he will eat the offer of the ground it doesn't mean that he actually eats just offer. We know that snakes do not eat offer, but it means he, whatever he eats, it all tastes to him like offer, like the dust of the earth. Um, so no matter how, what things he eats, they all taste to him like the offer. And so let this serpent come and take vengeance, punish these people who are deniers of good, that Hashem has given them this wonderful man, this man that has in it, like we've seen before, 
all the flavors in the world, and and they're complaining about it. So first, just to speak out, how is it that for the Nachash, no matter what he eats, it all tastes to him like offer? The answer seems pretty obvious. Um, snakes swallow their food whole. They don't. The, the snakes don't have teeth. They have fangs for injecting venom. Um, but the, the the then the snake swallows its food whole, and then it just digests it. So the point is, the taste, so to speak, uh, taste, you know, the taste buds which are which are in the mouth. Um, so for a snake. The only thing from its food that it experiences in its mouth is just the outside. It's just the offer, the, the dust. So it could be an apple, it could be a lemon, it could be a mouse. They, they're all going to taste the same because they are swallowed whole. And the offer is something that, number one, covers everything. And number two is it's something that, just to keep in mind, it's something that has no internality, meaning it's, it's something that it is very small, little, little, little tiny pieces of earth, that there's nothing, there's no external, outer, external, internal. There's, it just is, and it's always, it's all of it is external. That's all there is. Um, so now, to contrast that with the mon, that these people, they're eating mon, and instead of appreciating the man, they are complaining about it. So let the serpent, who by, for him everything is, is exactly not like the man. The man is described as something that has all the flavors in the world. Like Rashi there says, Shedavar echad mishtana lahem lakamatamim. With this one food, takes on many different flavors. And for the nachash, is the opposite. Is that anything, any flavor, that any, anything it eats, it all tastes the same. It all tastes like offer. So, let's just revisit that conversation of mon taking on all, the, all these different flavors. This is the Rashi explaining, Pasek says, l'shada uh, shaman. That's, that's how the mon is described uh, earlier in Perik Yudalef. So Rashi there says that first in Pshat there was a, like an oily cake, but then he says the Rabbusenu explained there's lotion shadaim. It's it's a language of of of, 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 of the breast, of the nipple that that it has in it the, all these flavors for the for the baby. Now. The, obviously, we all understand that the nipple, the, the breast, it does not actually have all the flavors. Um, in fact, milk has a particular type of a flavor, whatever is the taste of milk. If you, uh, there's no such thing as a milk that tastes like candy and another milk that tastes like a pickle. Uh, the, the, it tastes like milk. So, what exactly does this, does this answer mean? So over there, Klaus are complaining that we, 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 there's all these delicious things we used to eat in Mitzrayim, and now all we have is this mon, which is called Lishad shaman. So in Pshat, if, if, if Lishad shaman means there is this oily cake, like Rashi says, so it works out. 
we used to eat all these various different yummy foods, and uh, and now all we eat is these oily cakes. So it's hard. You used to live in America where you had lots of different food varieties and options. It was really really fancy, and now you're you're in the midbar with Moshe Rabbeinu. You know, you're eating these oily cakes all the time. That's very difficult. But but in Lefid the Drush of the Pasuk, that it that it means it has all these flavors. So so what's the complaint exactly? Uh, what are they complaining about? And also, like we're saying, that doesn't really seem to be true. Milk doesn't have all these flavors. So how is that even um, how does that how does it even make sense? How do we understand it? So seemingly the, of course, uh, if one just tasted, you ate, someone didn't tell you what you're eating, and you, and you just ate some of the mun, it would take like, taste like an oily cake. That's the pshat. It would taste like an oily cake, of course. But the point is that in the panemius, uh, uh, similar to every time you, uh, I, I, I look at a fancy bottle of wine, and I write in the back of it, um, how it has overtones of this and, uh, and and flavors of this and tastes of that, and you 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 start thinking this is unbelievable. I'm getting. I thought I just got a bottle of wine. I, I'm getting an entire palatal experience over here. And then a simple person like me tastes oh, tastes like a good wine. Tastes nice, but you know where 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 all the berries and and all these other things that I was expecting. Answers. These are very very fine flavors that uh, that. Uh, these are overtones, right? So to a certain extent, we can say it on a, on a, on a physical level, but it's, it was really much more on a spiritual level, of course. That the man, of course, it, it tasted like an oily cake. But on a deeper level, a person was eating food that's being provided for him by Hashem himself. The, the, we know that the different flavors that there are represent the different... Hanhagas of Hakadosh Baruch Let me explain. Food is life. What the fact that we have food in this world is that Hashem is sending us chius. He's sending us life. Mazon. It's zon. It's it's zayin. It's it's it gives a person nutrition. It gives a person life. And that's why it's such a big deal. The the birkas hamazon is one of the only two brachas that are midaraisa. One is birkas haTorah. One is birkas hamazon. Birkas Hamazan is the appreciation for the life that we have from Hashem. So, but the life that we have from Hashem, we can all recognize there's a different life that I have than you have, than someone else has. And even within my own life, there's different aspects of my life. Sometimes the life that I get, the chius that the person is given, is sweet as honey. It's, uh, it's everything is so easy and so smooth and, and so... Um, pleasant, and sometimes it can be it, it can be it can be hard, but but hard in a good way maybe. Hard, a challenge with 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 challenges that push a person, and a person overcomes it. Uh, the Sefer Lekutei Amorim says that these two represent things that are sweet and things that are spicy, things that are that we would call hot, right? So sweet means that there's a hanhag of chesed that Hashem is in, giving a person life. With chesed, that's everything. Is that's why children like sweet things. They like lollipops. Children just want chesed. They, they're not ready for dinner. You're gonna hold your children up to 
strict judgment, you're not going to get food unless you work hard today, they can't handle that. Children live lives that are almost entirely based on chesed. We expect a little bit from them here and there, but they don't pay rent, they don't pay for their food, for their utilities, um, for, for anything. They, they, they live a life of chesed. So they like sweet things. As people mature and develop, um, and they start to appreciate more and more midis hadin, and they start to appreciate the fact that, no, I want to earn my own way. I don't want to live in somebody else's house. I want to live in my own house. I want, I want to pay, pay, pay rent. I want to buy my own food. I want to work for, for, for a living. I want to earn my way in life. And so too the palate changes. And now a person begins to appreciate some of the challenges, some of the difficulties. Because that's, that, that has a, a more sophisticated time, not, not just lollipops. But the point is that, and there's all the other flavors, with all the other types of chius that Hashem sends to us. So, in the month, you had something unbelievable. You had the culmination of all of it together. Every aspect of chius that I have, whether it be one of chesed, or one of din, or, or, or tiferes, or anything else, these are all different expressions of Hashem giving me life. In the Midbar, they had a direct experience of being fed by Hashem. The man was something that it was, it was, uh, it was being, it was bread, it, it, it was bread that was provided by Hashem. It was a sustenance that was being provided by Hashem. So therefore, in that, if you tap into that, and you nichnas into it, and you listen and you appreciate, and you connect to what this means, you can find all the time a minute. This is, you're connected, because you're connected to the source of, of life. You're connected to Hashem through the eating of this man. That's, that's what Chazal means. They're just like by a baby suckling from its mother. It's not the point is that it's getting first hot dog flavor and then afterwards ice cream flavor. It's that it's getting the connection to the mother. And the mother is, is all of its life. All the different types of life that the baby has, it's all from the mother. The mother has in her everything. And the baby gets a connection to that. That's, that's, that was the specialness of the man. So man, for a person who is an external person, who is just looking for a good steak, the man would taste like an oily cake and it would be miserable for years and years to eat the same thing. But a person who could tap in to the panemius, to the internality of the man, to find the unbelievable flavor of the flavor of life, the flavor of understanding that I'm connected to the source of life, there would be nothing more delicious than that. So, the Pesach here says, then, that, let the uh, Chazal say, that Hashem sent the Nachesh to punish, to punish these, these, these people that are complaining about the Mon. You're complaining about the Mon. That, that means that you're not appreciating, you're not understanding the, the internality of what's happening over here. You're only connected to the, to the, ex, to the external. You're only connected to the to the um, you know, to the oily cake, so so let the so, so that's me the connected me the so that's the na- you're like a nachesh, you're like a serpent who only tastes the external of something, you're not able to taste the the, the tamadover the pnimis the internality of it, so that's that's the punishment. Um, now we can understand the concern that they had. They said, is there such a thing for a person to eat, eat, and eat, and not need to excrete? 
And seemingly they're not, they're not understanding the uniqueness and the specialness of the mon, what's going on. So the Gemara Brochus and Dav Mem Amud Aleph says, "Lo kimidus Hakadosh Baruch Hu midus Basar Vadam." That the way that things work by Hashem in the spiritual realms is different than the way that things work with us in the physical realms. That by us, if you have a kli rake, it's magic. You have an empty vessel, you can put things into it. But if it's a full vessel, so you can't put any more into it unless you take some stuff out. But by Hashem is the other way around. By spiritual things is the other way around. The, the more you have in there, the more you could put more in. And the less you have in there, the, then, then it makes it that you can't put more into that. What's the uh, explanation of it? So we've spoken about this a uh, number of occasions in the past, I believe. The, by physical things, each one has its external boundaries it's it's uh, it's definition so and the definition the the outer markings the outer boundaries of the one um, block out the other one you can't have two things in the same place but by spiritual things it's not like that by spiritual things it's the panemius and, and the, the panemius the internality of something it doesn't take up any space and on the contrary, the more the more I have spirituality, the more other aspects of spirituality can find a natural home, a natural place to connect to over there. So, these people that they were treating the mon as a as a external food, as a food just like any other food, a physical food. So if that's the case, then they, they, they don't understand. How can I keep putting more stuff in to one vessel, namely the person himself, and not to take anything out, if that's going to be the case, then it's going to have to burst at some point. But the, but the answer is, you, you, you're you not relating to the internality of the money. You're not relating to the fact that this is spiritual food. We'll leave off with, with, with this. The morale in Gurarie explaining... The, the when the ground was commanded by Hashem to be to bring forth eight pre also pre a fruity tree that makes fruit, and instead it only made uh, eight also pre uh, a tree that makes fruit, but the tree itself was not fruit. Uh, so there he discusses the uh, alludes to the hate of the nachash. This is something that the, many of the others forum discuss. What the Nachash did was he encouraged Chava to take the fruit to d- and to detach it, to disconnect it from the, from the tree, to disconnect it from the source of its life, to take just the external, to take the, the manifest and to leave behind the concealed and the internal. And that's what she did. And that was the hate of Adam Rishon. <laughs> that was instigated by the Nachash. So that's why the Nachash is punished in the same way. He's punished that all you can have a connection to is the external. All you can have a connection to is the manifest. You can have no connection to the internal and to the concealed. And that's the struggle that we all live with since the hate of Adam Rishon. We live in a world where the manifest is quote-unquote real, is 
here in front of us and demands our attention. And the concealed, the spiritual, the hidden, the root, the, the place where this fruit comes from, that aids a chaim, and that aids das tovara, that the fruit came from, it has been detached from that from that tree. And now we're being told by the Nachash, just engage in the external, just connect to the external, forget about the Pnimi. So that is a specifically why the Nachash can have no Tam, he can have no connection to the internal, to the deep, to the transcendent. He's stuck in a world of offer, everything he eats tastes to him like offer. Everything he experiences, it's nothing, it's hollow, it's empty. Because all it is is externality. These people that were punished over here, they were punished because they weren't understanding this. And they're being taught a lesson. Let, it, let the Nachash come, that he is someone who experiences only the externality. Let him teach you this lesson. And, and hopefully you, the Jewish people, will learn to understand the greatness of the Mon. That the true... Tam Hachaim, the true taste of life, is not in what kind of a car you have, and what kind of a house you have, and how many suits you have, and how fancy of a restaurant you go to. But you could take a plain old oily cake, and if you can find the connection to the Makor Hachaim, to the source of life where this oily cake comes from, it can have all the tamim in the world. It can have all the del- delicious flavors, which are all kisses from Hashem, which are all different aspects and different manifestations of Hashem giving us life. May we be zocha to true life, to happy life, to a life full of flavor, full of internality, and we be zocha to reconnect that pre that Chava and Adam detached from the Eitz to reconnect it back to the Makor, to the Source. And Bez Hashem should all be alive in the full sense of the word. Good Shabbos.